1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 184 of the 77 Club. It's the hope that kills you. Uh, Harry, start with the socials. The Wolf 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter. We're back. Something happened with our podcast, didn't it? We are. We've mm. been on Spotify and iTunes the whole time, but we did disappear for a few weeks off other ones. But we are back now. Anyway, yeah, YouTube subscribe five stars on spotify we're up to 62 now so that for a few oh, weeks so do that if you can and yes hello everyone uh it's the first time we've had four for a while i think actually well the, the four normal ones anyway um dan bayless is here hello everybody and jack williams normal's pushing it but hello <laughs> that's just very true yeah um the usual suspects should we say um harry two games to talk about um this time last week we were so confident you know talking about a potential top four finish and you know if you take a like a minimum of three points from these next two games which were arsenal away west ham away um zero points later and seven days uh here we are but let's um start with Arsenal away. A little bit of uh, needle, which I hadn't really heard that term very much until sort of last week. And even even the commentators were talking about a needle between the two sets of fans, I think, um, after the celebrations of the Arsenal fans at Molyneux a couple of weeks ago after their 1-0 win. Um, 
and Arsenal went and did it on the pitch very, very late on. Um, a couple of you went. I think all of you went, actually. It's only me that didn't yeah. go because I'm plastic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> j- just talk about that um, that day. You know, you're on, you on holiday last week. So, obviously, was it a couple of cans potentially on, on the train? Oh, you've got a lift, didn't you? Yeah, um, before we get to the football. Uh, yeah, I've got a lift up with Walker and Bully and that. Jack's uh, usual lot. I was just hammered, to be honest, as usual, in the away game. But uh, we had a good little build-up, didn't we? Went to the pub by King's Cross. I'm sure Jack knows. Right, we just all got we just all got battered, really. But um, was yeah. there a picture of um, Bully with a cat? A and cat. I I, I want to guess it was Bayless that put the uh, tweet out that said, "Oh, there's a, there's a cat in here. It's a good job, yeah. Wilfred Zuma." It not was actually. Yeah. I thought, it was, was actually Bayless. Ge- I thought it was. A, I thought it was genius. Thank I thought it was genius. The cat, the cat was actually called Jack. I was because it is a pussy too. <laughs> yeah, they got the same hair. <laughs> well, strangely enough, the cat's called Jack, and it's a girl as well. But yeah, you go McGinting, McGlynn's in Kings Cross. Great pub if you. Uh, if it is a fantastic pub. Anyway, excellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bailey, she took the missus along because you know how to date. Um, well, she said she wanted to go to a game and date night on day one. So I was like, yeah, okay, Arsenal should be all right. And then there's been a bit of needle, but. When yeah. when she said, "Will you take me up the Arsenal?" Was it was it exactly what <laughs> what she said? I thought I got it exactly right, didn't I? <laughs> Better than the other way around, I suppose. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, she was pre-warned that it's an away game, and that is very different to us getting some tickets in the upper Billy right to go to a game at Molyneux. But yeah, fair enough. Enjoy it until the uh, ninety-four minutes and fifty-eight seconds when mm. all the bloody plastic cups started flying around. Um, mm. And we exit quite quickly. But... It was a little bit of oh, trouble, wait. wasn't there, Jack? Did you say? There was quite a lot of trouble going out the ground, to be fair. We had. Um, I got roughed up a bit. It, it's always horrible when you, you lose it sort of last minute like that. And I, I thought we were going to get a point as well, to be honest. So it was quite a surprise. I thought we were at least going to get a point, and that would be a good result. And it did kind of hurt. And then it, it is tough to take when you're just you're walking out the ground and being the piss taken out of you by a load of tourist fans and everything. I can see why there was trouble, to be honest with you. And there's this, there's this kind of stupid rivalry between us and Arsenal kind of uh, kind of brewing now under the surface. But um, yeah, I know um, I know Harry had a bit of... Uh, <laughs> had, to, had to show him who's boss, didn't you, mate? Harry, you said you got roughed up. I imagine yeah. that you, you fighting is like watching like an old silent movie, you know, when like the 1930s boxers are like, put them up, put them yeah. up and like well, skipping around. I imagine it's a bit like that. Well, obviously I'd had a few, so I was giving it the very big biscuits and it backfired basically. Um, probably not the best thing to do when you're walking around with thirty thousand Arsenal fans. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember you turned to me at one point. You did say, "Like I just want to get my head kicked in." And just want to... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, one thing I did notice, lads, there were yeah. a lot of tourists, like on the commute in and out of the stadium, tons of tourists, and loads of empty seats. I really am. Oh, How the okay. mighty have fallen! Like the top, the top tier, the other end from where we were sat, half full, maybe two thirds full. Yeah, there were tons and tons of empty seats. We better um, talk about the game, but let, I'm going to go back to before the game. So I remember saying, I was on the last podcast where I was me, Matt, and Sam. Mm. I remember saying I was fairly confident, but I thought we'd play the free in midfield, be tight. But he went with the free, didn't he? The three four three with Huang, and in yeah. hindsight, obviously Huang scored. So you think, brilliant, great. And then we just sat back. Great. Oh, yeah. Great goal. But then we just yeah. sat back, didn't we, for 80 minutes, 75 minutes. And even at half time, being one nil up, you could feel it in the ground. You just knew they were going to score eventually. And I wish he'd have probably maybe changed it a bit earlier and put another midfielder in because we were hanging on and we were being sloppy as well. We weren't keeping the ball and Arsenal were pressuring us. And in the end, although it was cruel and the, the late goal was very cruel, it 
you could feel it coming. And although I was gutted, I kind of thought after we got what we deserved. We got what we deserved for hanging on. And the signs were there because even though we beat Leicester, we were hanging on a lot of that game as well, weren't we? So all of a sudden we're slipping into this habit of falling back and sitting back now, aren't we? There always seems to be those moments in games. I know it happens all the time, but you think, oh, actually, we, we got away with that one and then everything just moves on because they don't score. But I think there were, there were two cases where, you know, it was it was slip up after slip up and it, and it leads to a goal down. Yeah, I mean, they we let them come on to us way too much yeah. in that second half. They had 26 shots, didn't they, in the end? And a lot of them yeah. were like speculative long hits and miles over the bar and stuff. But a team of that quality is eventually going to get a decent opportunity and bad luck that they got one in the 95th minute. But there you go. I don't think, again, I think it's bad luck, but also you've got to just point to our players and say, we had chances as well to sort of get another yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had chances to kill, to not to kill the game off, but to at least ensure we got a point if we'd scored a second goal. At 2-0, um, it's a totally different game. Yeah, we just didn't... We just, didn't finish them again, did we? We we got ourselves to blame on both fronts, really. The, the chances we did have, we didn't take to score a second goal, and we invited the pressure on, just thinking, okay, eventually after they scored the one, like, okay, we're happy with a point now. We're going to shut up shop. And mm. you see it all the time, don't you? If you just try and sit back too much, then can't, you, you can't, can't shut up shop again, though, can you? That's a, yeah. <laughs> that's the, if you try and shut up shop from. I think the 10 big minutes. one, the the big chance, and he's been getting a lot of stick for his performance and for taking a selfie with the Mexican fans after was Raúl's chance. Not yeah. like in the first half, like he just puts it wide. And if he scores that, I mean, yeah. we've got two goals to protect, haven't we? There were a couple of times with Raul, because it was it on 20 minutes I've got just written down that was it, it was tripped by Ben White, which was off the ball. But what do you think of that, Harry? Because I mean, yeah. you know, Arsenal are basically a gender FC, isn't it, when it comes to things like BAR and, 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 and referees and stuff? But they, he definitely got away with that. Yeah, well, obviously, I saw it on Twitter after because it was clipped up, but. If it was against Arsenal, they'd have been crying about that. But yeah. they were all laughing about it, weren't they? And nothing happened, did he? He didn't get booked or anything white. Obviously, no. I can't remember at the time. No, no but deliberate. oh yeah, it was, a, it was a deliberate foul, yeah. He should have got something, but obviously they missed it. So what do you And do? obviously another row one was his yellow card where he, you know he's he's telling the ref that it's not him being substituted. He gets his yellow card and then doesn't get substituted. Just that was strange, very, yeah. very, very strange and, and very, very poor officiating, I thought, down throughout the game. No, yeah. Why are they so bad? I mean yeah, you watch it. We watch it through biased eyes, but watching the game, everything that got blown went Arsenal's way. Yeah, for us to get a foul, it had to be a clear, big foul. Everything else was anything that was fifty-fifty went Arsenal's way every single mm. time. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I'm bored of it because everyone seems to be crying about VAR, and I'm sure we'll touch on it about Matinho and the handballs later, but. It is there to benefit the bigger clubs and, and it is doing it consistently. It's not like it's every now and again there's a bit of a whopper and someone gets annoyed about it. This is now week in, week out where the big teams get the decisions. So instead of it just being getting from the referees, they're now getting it from four or five of them sat in a bunker in Nonsville or wherever it is. Right. <laughs> Because the thing is, like, the, the thing is, like with with it, is that you know everybody's had a stinker of a VAR decision, so they can point to it and go, "Well, it happens to everybody." But obviously, with the bigger teams, the more chances you get, the more more likely you are to score, and more chances likely you get the VAR decisions going for you. It seems true. I think off topic, though. I think this is the first time that a referees come out and actually apologise for a decision with uh, the Everton, yeah. yeah, and you know it's a penalty in Man City again. If we think back to what happened to us against Man City. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, mm. what's what's good getting an apology five days later? What does that they get, get um, a an apology? Do you? So no, like... exactly. And, and, and you know, it's video technology so that you don't have to apologise. 
That's the whole but point. Again, the, the whole point of having video technology is it eradicates all this, um, you, you know, it, it eradicates the inconsistencies. But it's it's clearly not doing that, is it? So if it's not I doing that, what's it. the point? What's the point? It, it was not so much. It was so much clearer than Matinho's one. The ball's <laughs> yeah. literally bouncing along, and the bike goes bong straight on his elbow. Thanks. Bringing it, um, bringing it back to the Arsenal game, and honestly, I don't know what. Probably because of the ten points we'd had, I forgot that Sace had put the ball in the net, and he got ruled off for offside, and that took quite a long check, didn't it? Um, but you, I don't, you watched it on telly, Sam. Was, was it pretty obvious? Because I haven't actually yeah, seen the images back. Yeah. Was it obvious? I, I, yeah. that took I think at the time, I think we knew pretty soon that he was offside. I think we were all quite... The flag went up straight away, so up. we stopped the celebrating, flag. didn't we? But then the VAR yeah. check, I remember that taking a while. And then obviously Huang scored after that anyway, so we didn't care. They have, but... to, they have to bend yeah. the lines to make it work. <laughs> yeah, they have to make <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest, I haven't, I haven't actually watched it back yet. I haven't brought myself, I haven't been able to do it mentally. The next day, I thought, right, no chance because... Like it, it's too raw, and since then it's just uh, I haven't watched it back. So the only time I watched it was live in the stadium. So anything that you saw on TV, I, I don't know because I just couldn't mm. bring myself to watch it back. You didn't see Raul taking a selfie then with the Mexicans. I saw that on Twitter. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I I don't really mind about that. I mean, it, it's because they're Mexican, not because they're Arsenal fans. But I, I know yeah, other people yeah. kind of maybe maybe uh, took it the wrong way. But obviously, it's, it's when you do it though, that's the thing. If it was, you, know, if you could have got a one-all draw, no one would have said a word about it. But to to go and lose in the 96th minute, not do a lot all day, miss the biggest chance to put us out of sight, and then go and have a photograph. It's um, you aren't doing yourself any favors think, doing that. Fair enough, he can do what he wants. I'm not. I, don't, no, I do think you're right. Chastising him, yeah, chastise him for the performances, but yeah, it's more to do with the fact that he, he's he's not been very good lately. I think. Let's be honest. We've he's got to talk about the elephant in the room, haven't we? Um, we would have won that game if a certain right wing back didn't go off injured on the 60th minute. I think. <laughs> You've got to say, but you've got to say that you know it. It, it was down that right side that mm, goal came we'll, from. We'll get on to the West Ham game. Both goals, both. Yeah, both. They yeah, had so many game. chances. And <clears throat> do you think Wolves are weaker without Tomato? Yeah, we are because Hoover is possibly the worst footballer I've ever seen. <laughs> we'll get on to that <laughs> in Premier League. Yeah, we'll get to, we'll get he to is we'll get utterly on. staggering. We will, we'll get, we'll, we'll hold the it's rant. Like, hold um, the rant for us. Hold the rant for a second. Hold the oh, rant. Let's Johnny, talk about West Ham. No, uh, no, 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 Arsenal, sorry. Johnny, come on. And from memory, he just looked a bit off it, didn't he? Because obviously he's just come back, but he didn't have a howler, did he really? No. But I still uh, thought he might start against West Ham. But yeah, good. And didn't it go down as an own goal, the winner as well? Saar, yeah, like... and it did look like it was going wide, no fairness. Yeah, I think Saar kind of like helped it in, didn't he? And it took a deflection. Should we, yeah, should we move on to make us feel better? Because I feel better, yeah. Um, I mean, Neto came on against Arsenal just very quickly, had that chance, didn't he? Harry, do you think he should be doing better there? Or do you think it's a good deflection wide from Ben White for the, for the corner that then wasn't given? Yeah, it, so at the time, I remember thinking, oh, you know, Great effort, whatever. And I did, but then you look back, it did take a big deflection, didn't it? And I think it was going in, you know. It was going in. Yeah, I think it was going in. And yeah, great opportunity. And another one, a great play from Ike Nori, by the way, on that chance where he bombed yeah. down the wing, didn't he? Also, remember Huang's as well? When he like, well, it'd have been second half, wouldn't it? When he like, kind of, I think he was trying to cross it, but it hit the yes. keeper's leg and just went wide of the post. That could have been another as well. So, although we only had six shots, we did have a couple of counter attacking breaks, didn't we? But on the day, as Bailey said, they had 26 shots. So we did kind of get absolutely battered. And you could feel it in the stadium. It was one of them when you stood there and you're like... And to be fair to the Arsenal fans, that ground has got a reputation of being a bit quiet. Obviously, it was a huge game and they were very loud at the end, mm. unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, you might say 26 shots, but five on target is not yeah, a great so, conversion. Yeah. Um, let's have a look at... 
Oh, go on. Sorry. It's also kind of annoying when you're giving it the big one to the people above you in the in the tier. It was a gamble. Then I was in tears at the end, ironically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's get angry at the West Ham game now. Um, I think when the team came out, I was fuming. I think everybody else was was fuming. Obviously, one force change, which was uh, going to be Samada. You think, okay, don't worry, that Johnny's probably going to slot in there. But um, uh, back three stays the same, and then Hoover, Neves, Dendonka, Marcel, Trincao, and Wang up front uh, with with Fabio Silva at top. It, it's just like Harry. We, we were just asking for it, weren't we? It was just this is not a team that is set up to a score goals or b win a game of football. Well, we all said as soon as the team lineup come out, we was all speaking, weren't we? Um, and we were all worried. Everyone was worried instantly. And look, before I didn't even think, but obviously it's come out since that we had a lot of players in the red zone, so we had to make changes, which obviously is a quick turnaround. But with, I mean, I, uh, Hoover was horrendous. It looked like I didn't want to pass to him. Marcel, <laughs> it did, didn't it? Yeah, Marcel. It did, although it he's been did. he's been good at times, he's just not got offering anything going forward. I mean, on the day, nobody first half was good at all. But I think on the day, the only person you can give a bit of praise to was Fabio Silva second half. Because he, he, although his shots were flying over the bar, at least he was trying. And I was watching it with my dad around here. And he was pointing out, he said, look, people give Fabio stick, but he was trying to make things happen. And until Neto and Pedence and that come on, nothing was happening. And it was a poor, poor performance. And the first 10 minutes... I was, I was on the edge of my seat thinking, come on then, lads. Like we got we you know, yeah, we come out the box well. a little bit, yeah. But yeah. then and then that was it. We just sat back. <laughs> we was like, that's there we go. Have a go, West Ham, you get the win, and we'll just sit back. But Bailey's right. got to bring you in now. you I'll I'll um, I'll let the leash go. I am I am putting out a peace offering to Samedo after that game. Clip <laughs> <laughs> um, that up. Because watching Hoover play football was like dazzling Dave in a fucking afro. <laughs> It was. Why is he always bringing him up? He's the worst footballer I've ever seen. He's the worst footballer I've ever seen. So he's Ooh, dazzling, or dazzling. Well, both. He showed you up. They, are, you, they are equally comparable. I've I've never seen. So I've harsh. never seen a Wolves player have a game that bad in the Premier League. The guy didn't know oh. what he was. He just. He, it was bad. I the can't, thing is, I, I can't I, articulate how bad it was to watch. And Trincao, like... by the way, you can't leave Trincao out of this. That whole right side going forward was just horrendous. <laughs> it was bad, Jesus, uh, it was really bad. Like, yeah. the, other, the other bad thing is, is that the best player on the pitch was the bloody cat kicker. He won everything. Wait, man, the yeah, Zuma. He, he won absolutely everything. Annoyingly, and, he was. Yeah. Poor Fabio. We were getting the balls up to him, but he just isn't going to win those challenges. He's not big enough, strong enough, or old. I say old enough, but experienced enough to to win that yet. But oh, it's all we get. Oh, he could be a superstar in three or four years' time. He could well be, but at the moment, he's bloody shit. Yeah, the thing is with <laughs> Hoover, gonna, as well. and that isn't going to get us up the league. The thing is with Hoover, although he's had some, he has played right wing back before sometimes under Nuno, and that, and he's done okay. But he's a centre half, isn't he? That's where Liverpool played him when he was coming up through their youth. So we're literally playing two defenders at wing back because Marcel was basically a left centre-back for his previous club, wasn't he? And that's where we thought he was going to play. Yes, he's done good yeah. jobs as a left wing-back for us, and he puts the odd ball in. But with them two at our wing-backs, it just offered absolutely nothing. But the other thing is, is the bit of football I'd seen Hoover play before this, I thought he showed a bit of promise. I thought yeah. he was going to be like up there with eight Nori. And he's still quite young, football. in fairness. He, he is quite young. I mean, God, he came on against Wolves. a lot of work. A lot of work to improve on that. I mean, at least his benchmark is very low. Well, so wait, wait, you mentioned bench there, but he hasn't even made the bench last couple of match day squads. And then you find yourself in a starting lineup, and then we go 
back to a transfer window or transfer windows that haven't been good enough, Jack. And do you think it's just that cover? Because you, you think Johnny would, would go back into there, but he's clearly not ready. Yeah, Johnny's clearly not ready. And we both said the same thing, didn't we, Sam? That how can somebody three weeks ago not even be good enough to make the match day squad yeah. in our squad, which isn't exactly full of superstars down to the tail? And then the next week could be good enough to go into a Premier League game against a, a rival, uh, you know, in a really, really important game, particularly after the result against Arsenal. I know the performance was much better against Arsenal, but the result was was poor. There's a lot of questions to be asked, but we were all worried when the team came out, as everybody said. And it's actually, bar the first few minutes, it's, I think that's probably one of the worst performances of the season by a long way. It was absolutely shocking, really. Um, and even do, from, do you from feel the players sorry that... For do I feel sorry for oh, Hoover? Yeah. Um, not particularly. Um, well, I know he's, I think he's, he's been stitched up a little bit. This is, I know I know he played really badly, but thinking on the whole, he's been chucked in. He hasn't played a lot of football. I feel sorry for him after what you just said about him. <laughs> if anything. I, I can only, I can only describe what my eyes see in front of me. No, I know. I can, only, I can only describe what I saw in the game, but I feel bad that he is a young kid. But we need players at this level that can come into that team and perform. Mm. And he was a fish out of water. Walls FI keeps saying in the comments he might be good in three to four years' time, but we keep saying this about Fabio as well. We want him to be good now. And although I do agree he's been thrown back in out of nowhere after not even being on the bench, so he's going in cold, but it's an opportunity to impress, isn't it? It's an opportunity to get his, his name on the on the first team sheet by putting in a good performance. And but these top kids, really bad. Harry, these top kids, the ones that do make it, are the ones that play one of them or play in a side of good, experienced players and learn how to come through, maybe two. We're trying to do it with three, four or five. It's mm. not going to happen. Fabio, Trincao. Den Donker was poor as well. We haven't mentioned him yet. He oh, kept giving him terrible. the ball. First half, he was just giving it away so much. I, think I, I, I tweeted out, I said he might as well have a claret and blue shirt on. He was setting them up more than bloody... I've also got a second rant to have as well. This is oh, going to get oh, We must get out of the way. Go on. If I see a fucking back heel on the edge of the box on Saturday, I'm leaving <laughs> and getting on a train back to London. <laughs> I've got to say, Absolutely though... Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I no, mean, that's, that's we're, we're just proving how fickle we are again. Because obviously we were jubilant after Leicester, but it is disappointing, these two results. And the game Sunday was weird, because like Jack mentioned, after the back of that disappointing loss, you want a response, don't you? And I know we changed the team loads, but it it didn't, there weren't much urgency there, was there? It, we were just passing pass. it round and, oh, I don't know. There was, we, we couldn't pass, that's the thing. We no, couldn't that's pass. true. Yeah. That's the really shocking thing. You mentioned Den Donker then. Yeah, granted, he, he couldn't pass either. And Neves wasn't much better. Like the, to be fair, Nevers yeah. shouldn't go without criticism here because he was poor as well. It was really quite poor from pretty much start to finish, really. And we mentioned the right hand side already, um, but and it just took too long to actually like even try and change it, really. And you're thinking even these players, if they're in the red zone on the bench, they're gonna they're gonna be better than some of the stuff we've got on display here. But in, in my opinion, we had two really big games there. Granted, they've come quite close together in within the space of four days. But it was a real opportunity, and we bottled it. You can't say anything. We were one 0 up away, and we've bottled it. We've gone to West Ham, who weren't that good. That's no, the thing; they were, they were not that good yeah. at all. So they were there for the taking, and we knew that after ten minutes. But then we've just let the occasion get the better of us. And again, the same thing happened, and we just haven't been able to put the ball in the net or create a chance. Right. And Jack, that wasn't the bit. That wasn't the occasion getting to us. Couldn't string our passes together. Mm-hmm. Well, then what was we it? Well, control we the game after the first ten minutes. Quality. One, the quality well, of all football was not good enough. So, and I'm just going to use your own words against you now. You say the whole, in the previous um, podcast, you've sort of said our whole formation, our system depends on the quality of the wing backs. 
We changed the win backs, and my yeah, God, awful. it was shocking. <laughs> so, I'm agreeing. I would have swapped out Nori and Tomato, and it's just, this, just not worked. This like, West Ham game, this West Ham game, and the Norwich FA Cup game proved to me, although the squad's looking healthier now, it's proved to me our squad depth in terms of quality is terrible. Because like, a lot of the players that come in were just not good enough. And that's concerning, though, isn't it? When you have to yeah. look at selling players to bring players in, you're not going to get any stronger. And Harry, you made the point there. The term you used was people People have filled in well, but I can't think of teams over the years that have got European places in the league by teams filling in positions. And it's, exactly. we need players who play in these positions and then play to the system because filling in is fine. And when it's going well, it's great. But when you come up against these these games, against teams that are around you and you're fighting for exactly the same thing, that's where he falls down. Mm, definitely, I agree. And I do just want to say, because I, I speak to my dad actually, he said, your podcast this week's going to be negative doom and gloom. I was like, yeah, it will be because we've, we've bottled a big opportunity. But we're still in a good position, weirdly. We're still on 40 points. We're safe, I'm joking. But we're still in and around it. But it, it's just, it's another huge opportunity miss, isn't that, it? It's just so frustrating. One win would have done. It? Yeah, yeah. Three points There's, from those two games puts it makes the lead table totally different. Based yeah. on the performance of the opposition, there's no reason why we couldn't have got four points from those two games. No, it's the yeah. hope that kills you. It's the hope that so, kills you. Yeah, and um, but, but the one funny thing was uh, the amount of inflatable cats there were. I mean, that, that was the, the inflatable cat shop must have been absolutely no, going out. Like Bayliss said, Zuma must have seen it because he was had the game of his life. He was like a brick wall at the back. Any opportunities we did try and create, he was just cleaning up, wasn't he? First half, and Fabio went through, wiped him out, blocked him loads of times in the second half. And should he even be on the pitch? I don't bloody know, but he was man of the match, which is even more frustrating. And as Jack mentioned, West Ham weren't even that good. Antonio had a few runs, but apart from that, Declan Rice whacked one off the bar, but they were definitely there for the taking. It's annoying. I thought something interesting that, that Bruno said, um, and I think it probably links back more to the Semedo injury than than anything else, is that when he makes changes in attacking senses. He, he wants his his back line essentially to remain the same throughout a game. I thought I thought that was quite interesting because, um, you know, we, we've got that, those attacking options on the bench, and you know, it, it, it's just not clicking. Though, is it Harry at the moment? It's just just something just quite not quite there. Well, he obviously brought Raul and Neto and so on again, but no, <laughs> it's just not, not talking to Bruno, by the way, his comments after the game were strange. I thought he said it was a good performance. Although if you look at the stats, we had like more possession and things like that, but he can't really kid the fans, can he? I think everybody could see that that was a poor performance and I don't get those comments. Together. No, and usually with Bruno Large, he's usually really honest and like refreshing his interviews, but it's one of the first times, even after the Arsenal game, actually, he, he said a similar thing. But you, for me, he can't do that because the fans know when we play poor and he can't pretend think, that we haven't, you know. Do you think that's something to do with not wanting to crush the spirit of the fringe players that he's throwing? Maybe. maybe. We're saying, we, we changed everything and then you were fucking terrible. That might get <laughs> their confidence, really. But it, it's the truth. And what Dan yeah, said earlier about the back hills... Just frustrating, isn't it? Because I think rather than shooting in training, they must practice like what we do now: shooting training. No, back heels in the penalty area training, or stepping or jumping over the balls. It's like it's just frustrating, isn't it? And just like have a shot. For God's sake. What was the idea of those back heels when there were five West Ham players there? <laughs> if they'd have passed it directly backwards, it would have been a better option. Mm. Uh, Poor decision making. What about very, uh, very what about this comment? Yeah. Can we still catch nine wins and one draw from the rest of the 12 games, which should be enough for a Champions League spot? 
maybe that's more a dream than anywhere near realistic. Thank you, Mike. You answered your own question. (laughs) Champions League is gone. It was never going to happen anyway. But realistically, we needed four points from those two games and we've got none. What we need to do now is just, we just just need to finish above Spurs now, I think, and try and get seventh realistically. But a few wins obviously just change the position. But, um, you know, I think just try and get some European football and don't, the the way it's shaping up is one team's going to miss out and take eighth, isn't it? And I just don't want it to be us. I think as well, do you think it's it's easy now after the fact, but was there a little bit of false positioning given the teams that we we hadn't played sort of this time last week and that they were in and around and we were almost beating the teams that we were we were we, we, I guess we should be beating, I suppose, because beginning of the season we would have said that top ten was was a realistic aim. Um, yeah. So we, we, you know, we've beaten those teams below us. It's the ones that above us. That, yeah, but that seem to go amiss. But you know, Liverpool, City, uh, teams we got to play again. I kind of agree, but after we lost to Arsenal, one that Molyneux, I was gutted. I thought that's gone now. But then when we bounced back and beat Spurs, who are right by us, beat Leicester, obviously a good team. I thought here we go. But <laughs> then it's just February's been a bit obviously hit and miss, hasn't it? Two wins out of five, is it, or something like that? Before yeah. February, would you have took that? Probably not. Probably want another winner or a draw in there, but. It's frustrating. And it's still run. not over, though. Yeah, or a cut run. But it's still not over. That's the thing. We're still in a decent position. It's just we could have been in a better one. But unfortunately, we're not. Have Luton just scored the second goal? No, it's 2-1. I'll, I'll age, age the podcast. Age the podcast. Um, <laughs> the mad, is it? Uh, let's turn our attentions to uh, the next game. And it is at Molyneux. It's against Crystal Palace. Um Bayless, I'll start with you here. This is uh, obviously a, a team that you would probably support if you had grown up where you live now. Um, it's only a bus, short bus journey away, isn't it, to Palace? Um, yeah. But Crystal yeah. Palace, is it going to be a little bit of revenge from last time? Um, was it an away loss last time out, wasn't it, in, in November last I, year? I don't know. Obviously, living down here, I know fans of Arsenal, West Ham and predominantly Palace because a lot of my mates are sort of South London. And I cannot deal with another week of just getting hammered on WhatsApp. Um, so I'd love us to do them. I've, I'd love it. I'd love I it if we beat them. It, but I just don't know. I don't know what to think. I had so much hope. This time last Monday, I was like, oh, come on. We're going for Europe here. And now I'm just... I'm we're tired. Cool. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm emotionally drained from <laughs> poor quality football. Um, um, I'm guessing we're going to ring some changes, though, Jack. Uh, I I hope. <laughs> so, uh, where will they be? Is it going to be the the obvious one? Oh, that's toughie, isn't it? Well, I would say probably a wing back. Ain't Nori's got to come back in, any. Let's be honest. Um, we think um, the Samedo situation is tricky, isn't it? Because I'm guessing he's going to be out for at least another three or four weeks minimum. At least. So. I mean, if Johnny's fit, Johnny, Johnny plays. Even if Johnny can only give 60 minutes, you've got to play him, haven't you? Whether he will or not, I'm not quite sure. Otherwise, we're... I think Johnny's... I'm, I, I could be wrong on this, lads, but I'm sure I saw somewhere that Johnny's out. Johnny's out? Okay. I, I could be completely wrong on that. I don't know why that popped into my head as you were talking, but... I better just well, keep going. Keep going. But he might not be, but I'll have a look at that. Is Papa Domney's fit? Marcel? Yeah. yeah. Probably not. Well, Marcel and Nori, obviously, they play in the same position, don't they? So that's uh, one of them have to play on the other side. But yeah, one's yeah, one's just got to play. Oh, no, I think you probably you probably stick with Hoover if it's the only one in his most natural position, wouldn't he? But um, again, it's not a good situation to be in. Well, Midfield is Matinho back yet? I think. Uh, yeah, I think he will be. He was on the bench, wasn't so, he? 
You've got to do Neves and Matinho, and then up front. Um, Time I mean, to start Neto. You don't. You can't rush him back too much. I don't think you will. It probably something like Huang and Podence. I'd say um, would would be make more sense. And then and up Ram. front. Then bother take I mean, at right. least at least Hoover. Hoover will know he had a bad game. There's no doubt in that. So he has got a chance at instant redemption. That is the only but, silver lining to this, is he has got an immediate opportunity here to put it right and take the bad comments and use them to get better. The worrying thing is, though, is that comment about it's like they wouldn't pass to him. That's not the first time it's been said about him. Mm. It was, it's been said in previous games as well, and that's that's yeah. worrying if your own teammates don't have the faith in you to pass to you. You're basically nullifying the position. It gives you one less out ball. Even, like, even if they subconsciously have to think twice about whether they should do it or not, it, it just slows it, slows it down. So... That's worrying, really, and you know something we need to tread carefully with. I think, Harry, what's the front three going to look like in the world of Mansell? Personally, for me, it would be Raúl Jiménez, Huang, and Pedence. But I personally think he might start Fabio Silva again, just because of the performance he put in second half. And I think it's you know I think Raúl needs a bit of a run out the team. But because we've had a whole week off, the players that were in the red zone will probably all come back in. So it'll probably be a similar starting lineup to Arsenal. You'd imagine, but we've got to, like you say, got to have eight Nori back in there. I don't know about Johnny. I could be wrong about that, but if Johnny's semi-fit, like Jack said, I'd play him. If not, give Hoover another chance. We've got no choice. Drop Dendonka, Matinho, and Neves if we can. It's got to be the three-four-three as well for me. I don't want to. I don't want to see us have free midfield at home to Palace. We've got a three-four-three. Go for the win and just hopefully we get a bit of revenge after last time. She's on my thirtieth birthday. I remember when they beat us two 0 at their place. Jesus Christ! That was, oh yeah, yeah. That was a re- that was one of the worst before game season. as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That said, Kundal, what he did was perfectly good. Better than how Don Donker's played in the last two games. Uh, Spurs, yeah, and he's just yeah. on a new deal. But it's weird then, Donker. He had a couple of good games, and now he's gone back to old ways. He was well, great at Spurs, but great at Spurs then. It's kind of Den Donker's way, isn't it? About one in three. He has like yeah. one one blinder and then just a bit of a passenger. But well, if um if Palace beat us, I think we're ten points ahead of them, aren't we? If they beat yeah. us all of a sudden, what is that, seven points behind us? If we got a bit of a mad oh, crap man. run, they could pip us, couldn't they? But jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I've got to win your home games. Uh, let's do a score prediction, Bayliss. 2 0 Wolves. Uh, Jack? I saw nothing from the performance last week to say we'll win 1 1. And Harry? I'm taking hope in the fact we've got a week to, to prepare for it and we need a bit of a, a reaction. So I'm going to go 2 0 Wolves. I'm going to go 2 1 Wolves, of course. Uh, let's get your latest betting odds and ticket news. Uh, yeah, only a couple this week. So 
bit rushed getting him out. But um, <laughs> and if we score two goals, like we <laughs> three of us think, it's a miracle. Uh, one nil Wolves. Daniel Pedence to get the goal, twenty-eight to one. Nice. Um, yeah. It's also a two-one Wolves. Jimenez to score first, fifty to one. It's all right. Will he? Will he Pretty start? Will he Fabio start. start. <laughs> and then I actually put a tomato one in, and I forgot he was injured when I did it. So I'll, I'll do another one at someone's request. Go on. Uh, Hoover. <laughs> nah, <laughs> no. Straight swap. Go, go, Fabio Silva. Two nil. Two nil. Fa- well, we've done a two nil, but okay, I'll do another one. Or two one's up to you. Oh, we've done two ones, haven't we? Right, four one. <laughs> four one. Four ones. Four ones on. Do you want to know what four one Fabio Silva is? Oh, it'd be big. Yes. It'd be big. That's what she's. It's not. What the hell? He's a striker, isn't he? Yeah. What is it? Two hundred and eighty to one. Oh, like, that's quite big. I don't want. Excellent. And Jack has your ticket. Uh, yes, I do. So I don't know if anybody got the email from Close Shop FC, um, <laughs> which, which I got. Uh, I think it was early in the day or yesterday. But Love tickets it. are on general sale for the Palace home game and the Watford home game. Wow. No. So, Close yeah, shop. On general there, are, there are tickets remaining as we speak, and so much so that Wolves had to send an email about it to, to remind everybody. It kind of makes you think now that there seems to have been a lot better availability since they've reopened the um, the green stand. They keep calling it. I know it's not that anymore, but the temporary Graham stand, uh, the Graham Hughes stand. And there seems to be a lot more uh, availability with regards to the tickets, but it's just sort of make you think now. It's kind of like, do we really need a 45,000-seater stadium or do we need that just when it's Man United and Liverpool? It's, uh, it's mm-hmm. one of those weird things, isn't it? Because these games are obviously, to even get down to general sale, earlier in the season, it wasn't happening. There wasn't even a general sale window. So there's definitely an opportunity in March, or a few opportunities actually, probably with the Leeds game as well, which is on TV, to come down and support the lads. Um, the next game after that, after the Leeds game, is Villa at, uh, at home at three o'clock on a Saturday. So I don't think that one will have the same available. <laughs> that will be closed shop FC, that one. That will be back to closed shop FC, yeah. yeah. And the uh, the Everton away game, which oh, they just, just looking at it now annoy me because they moved it to Sunday the 13th of March about two weeks ago. And you booked um, your train ticket, hadn't you? And, you said, and uh, Matt Cooper was adamant you could get a refund. Well, I didn't know he worked for train line. Is he a um, liar? <laughs> The thing is, like, I, I appreciate that games move and games move all the time. And I always wait until, firstly, the TV fixtures come out up until the period where I'm going to book my train. Yeah. And secondly, like when the tickets go on sale. So basically what's happening this, on this occasion is they've moved the game after they've started selling tickets for it on the, on the day that it's going to be going to be gone. Like that's, that's bad, in my opinion. That's like mm. proper taking the piss. Fair play, move it before you can even buy a ticket. But to change it after people have bought tickets, it's yeah. really unacceptable in, in my eyes. And it really wound me up because... A, I lost 30 quid on my train because it was it was non-refundable, even though I tried to get it back. And secondly, it's moved to a day that I can't go to now because I can't get a train to get... If I get a train from London, this is on a Sunday. This is, again, a rant about bloody the railways. But <laughs> if I want to get a train that gets into uh, Liverpool in time to... The first train on a Sunday that gets me in, it's like 45 minutes before kickoff. And the ground is 45 minutes away really? from the train station, if you walk it. So like I can't get an earlier training, so I've had to just fob it off. But why is it so bad on a Sunday? Oh, Saturdays are all right. I the moral of the story re- is, just yeah, reasons I think is where it stems from. But the moral of the story is, don't move to London. Don't move to London. <laughs> you, you'll either be stabbed or <laughs> yeah. appreciated. Or drive. Oh, <laughs> drive. You gotta have a beer though, wouldn't you? Yeah, come on. Well, we ain't got to. Well, you haven't. You? <laughs> someone, someone else was driving. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. But um, that's right. Like, Walker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, let's move on to um, very quickly, uh, Harry. I think there's some uh, a couple of new deals for a, a couple of players um, this week, which is good to see. Tying down the youth, um, they'll be good in a couple of years, I'm sure. Um, we need the players now, but who are they again? Remind yeah, us. Yeah, so Luke Kundal after his like Perlo-esque performance against Spurs, four-year deal, new four-year mm-hmm. deal. So that's good. He's obviously impressed. Bruno Lage, he said a few times he's a fan of him, and he's so. And the other ones, Nathan Fraser. I can't. It's either under twenty threes or the under eighteens or something. But he's been banging the goals in, and he and uh, so they've got, he's got his first professional contract. So yeah, well, he'll probably be starting. He might start Saturday. <laughs> <Yeah. but. laughs> well, there's a, there's a there's a shout, isn't there, for Kem Campbell got a hat trick in midweek for the under twenty threes against Reading under twenty threes. Um, Mascara was also on the score sheet in a four one win. Um, is he knocking on the see, door, Harry? Is he? Did you see uh, Chiquinho's run? In that? Well, I think it was. That yes. Guy. And I thought it was a penalty. Yeah, it was a penalty. Yeah, interesting. So maybe he might be knocking the door. But saying that, all our bloody wingers are fit now, aren't they? So he might struggle to get in. That's true. Uh, Who who did you say? Sorry, Yerson. Yes. No, sorry, Kem Campbell was the one. Oh, I I, I doubt he'll be be getting in, if I'm honest. But also, Bolly was back on the bench, wasn't he? Yeah. Was that West Ham? Yes. Forgot to mention that, but he just popped up again. We probably won't see him for two months now. Then he'll pop back (laughs) on the bench again. So very strange. Yes. Um, right, Kate. Well, uh, let's move on to a quiz. Harry has prepared a yes. quiz, lovingly prepared a quiz. Um, I love a quiz. I'm I mean, we had them on for a few weeks, but I thought, because there's not much else yeah. to talk about apart from the games. The, the, the theme is this week. It's a good one. I'm telling you. I'm going to say that now, aren't I? It's the first season under Foson. They've been getting a lot of stick lately, so let's go back to the Ooh, worst year we had. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, it's just two questions each. There is a tiebreaker if we need it. Sam, Jack, then Bayless. It's all random, so it don't matter. So let's start off with Sam. Two questions yeah. each. Right, Christ. question one. In the 16-17 season. That's going to be embarrassing. Better than his usual 19-16-17 season. Yeah, yeah. True. Right then, Sam. On the 24th of September that season, Wolves beat Brentford 3-1 at Molyneux. Two of the goals coming from someone who did not score a game. Who was he? That's <laughs> a horrible question. Um, two goals. And he didn't score again? Ever again. Well, he might have, but not for Wolves. Paul Gladden? No. <laughs> was that, were they Bonatini's last goals? No, it was no. Uh, Bonatini. He no. wasn't even there. Bonatini, Bonatini come the season after. Uh, it was, was Zhao Tixera. Remember when everyone got excited? Oh, oh he was really good, he was, for the first yeah. three games. Yeah. Didn't he go to Liverpool? I don't know. Or come... He went to Forest for a bit, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he scored sure two goals in, Liverpool. in that game. I couldn't so, even ima- imagine what he looked like. Portuguese. Uh, Jack. On the 14th of January, Wolves beat Aston Villa 1 0 at Molyneux. Who endeared himself to the Wolves fans with the winning goal? 1 0 to Wolves at Molyneux. Fun fact this is one of the first vlogs I ever did. And he got 25,000 oh. views. Never oh. get that anymore. Never get no. that anymore. Never vlog anymore. No. So lots of Wolves fans will know this straight away. What's his bloody name? I'm trying to think what his bloody name is. I knew is, it. I, I knew it straight it. away before I even I was, read the answer. I was definitely at the game as well. As I would have been. Oh, TikTok. Yeah, I'll give you 10 seconds. 10 second countdown. Was it the guy that we got from Cardiff? It's Joe Mason, yes. Joe Mason, that's it. No, Joe Mason, of course, yeah. yeah. So, Jack Bayless, you can take the lead here, mate. I think that. This is going to be a tragic quiz, as you can tell. <laughs> no, no. Wolves were highly 
Highly. Wolves were hugely disappointed at Molyneux with their league losses reached double figures. They moved away from any real threat of relegation, but nevertheless, there were three managerial casualties <laughs> by the season's end. Who were they? So we had three managers that season. Name all three. Jacket. Yeah. Which then would have led to Paul Lambert. That's two. There's one more. Oh, come on, Phyllis. Come on. People are screaming at the radio. Come on. All their headphones. Shit. It wasn't sold back, was it? Oh, no. no. I can't think of it. Zenger. Me and Jack went to Blues, the game that he won. We all got coins thrown at us. Oh, my God. I mean, no points after round one, lads. This is terrible. Yeah, but this is before we were good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I literally Man United this year. Yeah, over, yeah. Right, back round to Sam. Ah, next page. Yeah, this is getting interesting. <laughs> the highlight of the season was a 2-1 win over Liverpool at Anfield in the FA Cup fourth round. Richard Stearman's goal in the first minute provided the platform, but who scored the other goal for? Oh, he, this is no, easy. Held uh, Costa. Oh no, my god, it's wrong. It's wrong. Oh, I got the wrong <laughs> Costa <laughs> setting off. It's Wyman. <sighs> Oh my God, lads, you're having a shocker. Costa <laughs> did shocking, set him up, to be it? fair. Yeah, that is shocking. Game. God, no points still. Jack, back round to you, mate. I can only, I can only see Costa in my head. Yeah, anyway. he, had, he, had a, he did have a worldie, to be fair to him. He ran uh, like the... half the length of the pitch and then just yeah, and put set it up, He set up Wyman, like he ran the length of the pitch and set up Wyman. Jack, in the League Cup, before finally bowing out at Newcastle, Wolves beat two clubs from the fourth tier of English football, 2-1 at Molyneux. The club's names start with the same letter. Who were they? Can you say that again? From which tier? So, in the League Cup, you know, we won a couple of rounds. In the fourth tier of English football, beat them both 2-1. They both begin with the same letter, the two teams. Notts County. You're wrong already. That's it. It was, uh, no, it was Crawley and Cambridge. I didn't remember that. That's a tough one. That's horrible, that's crazy. Can someone get an answer right in a minute, lads? (laughs) Bayless to take the lead. No chance. Here we go. Well, which London club, you should get this, you live there. Which London club brought them down to earth by beating them 2 0 in the fifth round of the FA Cup? Who knocked out the FA Cup that year, basically? Is that when Chelsea did us at Molyneux, but we actually played we really go. well. Yeah. There we go. 1 0 to Bayless. Classy shocker. Last round. Should've, I should have got Zenga, really, as well. Yeah. Right, Sam. During this season, Wolves endured a bad run of successive defeats but put it right with an equal number of successive wins later in the season. What was the number? <laughs> How many did we win in a row? Four. Oh, it's five. <laughs> One year. Damn it. Back round That's to Jack. Clean sweep for me, at least within, consistent. Within five days in March, the Wolves away support was treated to two wins in a row in West London. They came... They came on the 14th and the 18th of the month. The first by 2-1 and the second by 3-1. Which two sides were beaten? Well, the fact you said West London makes me think it's probably like QPR and Brentford. We went... Oh, no. No, we went Fulham. 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 Oh, was it Fulham? Did we go to that? Brentford and Fulham. Remember, we were at the, remember, we were at the back of the upper tier at bloody QPR and you couldn't see the other end of the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Bonatini scored that day, didn't he? No, he didn't. I'm thinking of another season. No, it's the wrong season. Yeah, sorry. Breaking news. Bayless has won, but he could take the lead even more now if he wants to. Bayless just to wrap it up as the victor. Hold on, let me find the question. 
Two penalties were both converted to help Wolves to avoid defeat in one game and win another. The first got Wolves a 1-1 draw at Villa Park on the 15th of October. Villa's goals also coming from the spot. The second came in a 3-2 Boxing Day win over Bristol City at Molyneux. Which two players took the penalties? Oh, that's hard. <laughs> Jesus, I remember the Villa one. Here. I so remember the Villa one. one. I actually remember yeah, the Villa one. What I said. Drew. Uh, Think of our best players in that year. I don't want to give you a clue, but you already were. I'm guessing would have taken one. No, it was uh, Costa and Cavalero. Perfect. Well, we have showered ourselves in glory with that. Excellent. Should I just quickly just to give hard. you that, um yeah Bayless wins one question right terrible the last question which is a good one which Yorkshire club did Wolves beat three one away yet lost four nil at home that's Huddersfield no it wasn't you're all shocking wasn't we ain't doing a quiz that ever is again shocking isn't it wow it was Barnsley. Oh. Barnsley. Barnsley. we, we lost four nil to Barnsley oh, we, we did yeah we went did, to Newcastle yeah. and won two nil under Zenga but yeah you're all shocking and we're never doing a quiz again. It's amazing that... how like a little interest you take when we were shit, isn't it? You just don't remember <laughs> stuff, do you? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I slept since then. Is that when you get got um, beaten up in uh, Newcastle? It was. I got glassed. I still got the scar on my you shoulder. Got pre- you got previous. You had... there you go. Yeah, but to be fair, that, that was massive fault, war. That was out of nowhere. Uh, it's Seb's fault. They were throwing ice Newcastle. Thing, yeah. Nothing to do. He was in Tiger. Uh, right. Tiger. Oh, very classic. Funny story as well. We saw uh, just before we got glassed. We saw um, who's the physio? He used to be a winger for Wolves. Oh, God, his name slips me. Tony Daly. Daly. Yes, he come walking up the stairs like Tony. Because obviously we're bullying. It's one two now. I've never seen anyone dart so quick out of the building. But yeah, there we go. Perfect. That's a nice little family story to finish off the episode. Uh, right, we'll say goodbye to Harry Mansell. See you, everyone. Jack Williams. Bye, everybody. And Dan Bayliss. Next week's going to be a more positive podcast. And it is a goodbye, goodbye from me. Goodbye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.